0: ridiculous. No, really, you guys should have to pay a cover charge to get in here. You know that, right? It's just not fair. In fact, ushers, let's bring the the buckets back down. Let's just do this. Um, It's just not right. Chet, my boy. Woo. Let me say, um, I heard and I got to watch uh, last week, Shannon Killed, last week's song too, if you weren't here. Joel, of course, did a great job talking about the powers of the the powers, the power of the vows. Um, Just an awesome job. If you missed last week, you need to go back and watch it. Um, Don't just listen to the podcast because there's some great things you want to see. Um, But man, what an awesome thing. Let me me say this. Um, Last week, I was asleep at this time, but last week, I spoke to about 2,000 people in Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, at a church plant that is a year older than ours. And I I say this, everybody's like, well, was it the most awesome thing in the world? And I was like, man, it was really cool. But my favorite place to preach is here. Um, And I just have to tell you that I love what I get to do Um, I love that I get to be your pastor. I love every Sunday that I get to show up and worship with my friends and my family, and that is you. And I just want to thank you for being who you are and for Foundation Church being the church it is, because I got to tell you, I'm having the time of my life um, doing this. And I just am so thankful to get to do this, um, to be here with you. Um, and it's just an awesome thing. Man, God is doing something so special in this place. Um, don't take it for granted, and don't keep it a secret. I said this at the beginning of the year. As people say this the best-kept secret in Tulsa, it doesn't need to keep them staying that way, right? We need to shine and let, don't keep the secret. This is not one we want you to keep. Um, we'll go to more services and we'll build other buildings, but man, let's let it shine, let's let it be out because God is doing some great things. Next week, we are concluding this series and I, uh, I, I wanna let all the parents know that maybe you bring your kids in because you're just not comfortable taking, taking them to FC Kids. Um, I wanna tell you, you need to take your kids next week to FC kids unless you want a lot of questions and explanations when you go home, um, and our, Fs, our kids and our volunteers and Pastor Sammy and Alyssa, they do a fantastic, phenomenal job every week. And I'm, I'm just telling you, if your kids aren't down there, they really are missing out. Yes, they're going to cry the first few times you drop them off, and you're going to feel like a bad parent. But I'm telling you, there's a service gauge for them on their level that your kids know what. Man, they're they're absorbing stuff. Let's get them into a service that is dialed in and designed for them so that they can know God at an early age um, and what he wants to do. But the reason I say all this is next week, the sermon is going to be PG-13, and I'm going to be talking about sex. Let's just call it the way it is. Um, I I love what Don Barbie, um, he has passed away and and gone to be with the Lord, but um, he was one of our oldest members, and the first time I ever spoke on sex at Foundations Church is uh, he was our oldest member, and he goes, man, that was some good preaching pastor. I was like, yeah, because I was a little nervous, you know, with Don. I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't get out of the way. Um, But some of you you, with teenagers, you're a little anxious, and it got weird because I said the word sex just now. Let's just be honest, right? You're like, (laughs) just look straight ahead. (laughs) And, and, And you're not sure about coming next week. Let me, let, me, let me lay something out here for you. My 12-year-old daughter is gonna be in service next week. You're nervous, <laughs> right? It's gonna be awkward for you, really? But, but here's, here's, here's why it is crucial for us to do, it's not for shock and awe. We're not gonna have diagrams and pictures with a, me having a laser pointer It's going to be very tastefully done, okay? But our culture is screaming out what sex is and how it's not a big deal and how it's not important. And you and your kids... Need to have a biblical viewpoint of what sex is, the value of it, and the bigness of it in the confines of marriage. And so you need to be here, and your teenager needs to be here. And you need to, you need to, this is something the church can't be quiet about. We got to talk about because the culture's talking about it. And it does no good for us to, to be too shy to talk about real things. Let's be real and let's talk about the elephant in the room. In fact, I think we're going to do a series called The Elephant in the Room coming up sometime this year because the church has been too quiet about big things because it gets uncomfortable. I embrace it, baby. Um, so let's do it, and let's speak truth and show up. Shoot, invite your neighbor. You never know, what kind of church did you bring me to? Be handing out baggies afterward. I'm sorry, this could go bad, so bad, so quick, so quick. Stick to the notes, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have jet lag, so there's no telling what's going to come out of my mouth right now. And I can just blame it on them. I have no idea what happened. Um, today, I want to talk to you about, we're in our series, For Better, For Worse. I love the song that the worship team did, that Chet did, um, and he just talked about, we found love right where we are. And you look at the video that was going with it, and you see all these marriages and these weddings. And it's just, even like me right now, I got to do Chet and Joanna's wedding this year and saw the video from it. It's just magical. I mean, you just like, I don't care if, you got to be dead not to feel romantic when you go to a wedding, right? I mean, it's just like something special about it. You're just like... And these two two kids coming up and getting married, and the whole world's in front of them, and and they're just, yes, for better, for worse, we're going to do this, we're going to make this happen, and then five years, seven years down the road, they don't feel the same way. The vows they took, the commitments that they made, the covenants that they made, they're kind of getting away from it. I gotta tell you, right now, when we get into a relationship series, I, I, I I'm, it's like it's, it's the brights come on in this area of our culture. Is that I realize our marriages are big time under attack. Um, and, and if you don't think that, man, you need to wake up because your marriage is under attack. Because if Satan can ruin your marriage, he can affect your family. Because everything I, I hear, I hear a lot of like couples. Push back on me, but hear me. Where there are great marriages, there are great families. Okay, but if you don't keep your spouse first, if if they're not your first priority and you get involved in the kids and you forsake your spouse, your family's broken, it's dysfunctional. Okay, and I get a lot of pushback on that, but just hear me because I've seen the opposite just not work out. I, I, I don't want, I'm not trying to tell you I'm right, but I'm right. Okay, hear me on this. And our marriages are completely under attack. And we get up and we make our vows and we put a lot of work into the wedding. But can I tell you, it takes work to make it work. It takes you working in your marriage to make it work work. And in any relationship you have, parents, if you're going to have great kids, it takes work to have great kids. You got to roll your sleeves up. You can't put it in cruise control, but you got to put work into being a parent. Students, if you're going to have a great relationship with your parents, you got to work at it. If you're going to have great friendships, you got to work at it. Great relationships don't just happen. They take work. And I see it all the time. We have this wedding day and we fall in love. And I got to tell you, anybody can fall in love, but it takes work to stay there. Man, you can fall. Falling in love's fun. woo Falling in it. But to stay there, that's work. That's unselfishness. It's putting your big girl pants on and your big boy pants on and making it work. And today I want to talk to us about an area of our lives that is true for every relationship you have. I want to talk about the area of communication. Communication, because where there is a breakdown in communication, eventually there will be a breakdown in the relationship wherever there there is a breakdown in communication, eventually there will be a breakdown in the relationship. So I wanna give us three things today. I was gone for a week, so you better be ready for it. I'm gonna go. Um, Three things to help us with our communication. Proverbs 12, verse 18 says this. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. Reckless simply means to act without thinking it through. Oh, I'm reckless, baby. Um, to act without thinking it through. To speak without thinking about the consequences. Reckless, the words of the reckless pierce like swords. It destroys relationships. It hurts people. It cuts people. It brings damage because you didn't think about what you were saying. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. This morning, in your relationships that you say are the most important, those friendships, those kids, your spouse, are your words reckless words? Or are they healing words? Are you being reckless with your words? Or are you being wise with your words? What result is happening through your communication? This morning, the first point I wanna make to us today is that clear and healthy communication has to be a regular occurrence in your relationships. Clear and healthy communication has to be a regular occurrence in your relationships. Communication has to be an everyday thing instead of an every once in a while thing. Healthy and clear communication has to be an everyday thing instead of a just once in a while Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23 through 24 says, the heart of the wise make their mouths prudent, which means wise and careful in action. The hearts of the wise make their mouths wise and careful in action, and their lips promote instruction. Gracious words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones." This is how our words are supposed to be. This is how our words are supposed to be communicated, is that they're, they're, they're healing. And I, I've told Casey this, and we've, we've talked about this, and we, we revisit this all the time. I don't want to be that couple that when we're 70 years old, we look at each other, and we can't stand to be in the same room with one another. You, you know couples like this. That the moment that Casey leaves the room, I'm talking to all the men be like, oh, the old bond chain's gone and uh, she's nagging me to death over here. Can't hardly breathe, all the nagging coming up. That the moment Casey gets away from me, she's like, I gotta get away. She gets with her girlfriend. She's talking about how horrible it is. What a pain in the butt I am. I have a pain in the butt. Let's be honest, man. We are pains in the butt. Let's just, don't say you're not. You are, you're a man. Otherwise, you aren't a man. Start acting like a man. We did a whole discipleship, act like a man. If you act like a man, you're a pain in the butt. <laughs> She's not, we don't hate each other, right? I mean, there's so many couples. You, I want to be that couple that when we get to 80 years old, man, just grabbing her hand gives me the butterfly still. That I want to go see the world with her at 80 years old. We're not putting on cruise control, but that we are loving each other. We're communicating. And that happens when we clearly communicate on a consistent, regular basis. Because where there's miscommunication, I can tell you this, when communication breaks down, frustration enters in in any relationship you have. Parents, it's the same way with your kids. When your kids don't communicate with you, frustration enters in. When your parent doesn't communicate with you, children, frustration enters in. In the workplace, if there's not clear and regular, consistent communication, there is frustration that takes its place. And I gotta tell you, man, um, there are so many different obstacles to clear communication happening. And I would say the number one thing would be this, busyness, busyness. We are a busy culture. You ask somebody how they're doing. how, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm busy, I'm busy. Slam, just I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. And, and, and here's the deal, we say it because if you're busy in our culture, it equals being important, right? When's the, last, when's the last time you asked somebody, hey, how are you? Man, I'm relaxed. I don't have anything to do. I, I just kind of hung out in the pool and hung with my kids. And no, you may have done that, but you're like busy, 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 cleaning the pool, busy, keeping up with the kids, busy, like making sure nobody gets burnt, treating everybody sunburned, you know, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> what? Can I tell you, if you're busy, 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 you better communicate, communicate, communicate. Because when we get busy, we have a tendency not to communicate. And once again, when there's not communication, there's frustration. Most of us remember the movie Home Alone, right? We remember Home Alone back in the 90s, back in the 80s. You just remember it. Kevin, the little kid, Macaulay Culkin, before he got, became a weird white guy. Um, there's another one. Um, I've got all kinds of things to say. Um, anyways, it was one of our favorite movies growing up because every kid wanted to be Kevin, right? You just want, I would love the chance to be left alone and, and play pranks on robbers. No, you wouldn't. Um, doesn't work out that way most of the time. Um, and, and, and the parents, you could kind of resonate. First of all, you were like, why would you have that many kids? And then the second thing is you're like, whoa, you know, I totally get it. You're going around, you're busy, you're busy, and something got dropped, and that something that got dropped was Kevin, right? And they left the kid back home, and the, I love, I, this is the funniest part to me, is how calm they are, why they're in Paris, right? The, nobody's blaming each other. They're like, oh, babe, here she's still a good mom. Let's just call them. We'll call the police and everything else, and then, that's not real life. Can I tell you what the movie didn't show? You are the worst mother in the world. How can, you had one job, woman. You're a mom. If you say that, you're dead. (laughs) I just tell you right now, she will slice your throat in the middle of the night. Like those Maasai warriors that plug that vein in that cow. She's going, "Wow! (laughs) wow. Here comes the blood, baby. Why, why didn't you remain and they start, they play something I call the blame game, and we blame one another, and you never do this, and you never, because we get busy, and we're not communicating, and needs aren't getting met, and there's expectations, but they're not communicated expectations, so there's disappointment, there's frustration, and we're busy, and we're busy, and we don't communicate, and we don't talk, and there's not clear and healthy communication, there's just accusation, there's just the blame game being played, and as a result, it pulls us apart. And we start not liking each other. And when we start not liking one another, eventually we start resenting one another. And when we start resenting one another, we move away from one another. And the Bible says this in Ephesians chapter four, verse 29, it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen that it may benefit those who listen. When we get busy, we get stressed and we lash out. And my question to all of us this morning is this, those you love the most, is what you're saying a benefit to them? Is it building them up? Because what I understand, what I know, is that the people we say we love the most are the people we communicate with the least a lot of times. The people we love the most are the people we are not saying things that are beneficial to their lives, that don't make them feel good, that are not building them up, but instead we are tearing them apart because we have reckless words. And your communication, the way you communicate, if there's not clear and healthy communication going on, man, it's going to tear your marriage, your friendships, your relationships apart. And what will happen is if your words are not building and edifying those up who are listening to them, they will eventually stop listening. They'll eventually block it out and no longer listen they're done. Second obstacle to their being clear and healthy communication is that we underestimate the value of communication. We underestimate it. Um, I try to go to the gym quite a bit, and one thing I hate is legs day. I hate legs. I hate it. Um, it hurts every time I do legs. Somebody's like, oh, I love doing squats. You're dumb. I don't like it. Um, six. This is not created to do squats, There's way too much legs involved. And it hurts me. I dread it. I'm sore the next day. I don't want to do it. Um, My buddy Derek makes me do it. I don't want to do it. It's bad peer pressure, folks. And I I just, I don't like it. It hurts. And can I tell you, legs day for some of us, it's like communicating. It's like talking. You hate it. I'm not a talker, Justin. I get get it. Well, I don't get that. I'm a talker. (laughs) But you don't like it. I got to tell you, just like I had to suck it up and get over it, you got to suck it up and get over it. Your spouse, your kids, your coworkers, your friends need you to talk to them and communicate with them and listen to them. You, you just got to suck it up. Even though you don't want to do it, can I tell you, the more you do it, the easier it gets. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And here's the deal about the whole legs day thing, is that if I do that, it's such a key workout that it brings the results to the other things in my body that I want it to do. And if you will communicate, it will bring the end result that you want your marriage to look like. It's that big of a deal, and don't underestimate it. Don't say it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal that you're talking to your spouse. It's a big deal you're talking to your kids. It's a big deal you're talking to your friends. It's a big deal that you are communicating. The other obstacle I would say is this, is that just to to be real honest, we're lazy when it comes to communication. We're lazy. Get ready to get up into somebody's Kool-Aid today. I tell you, this has made us lazy. It has. I'll tell you, if the only way you tell your spouse you love them is by emojis. Oh, I send her an emoji every month. Mm, Even give her the kissy one. It's not cutting it, man. Love you, girl, you are a hot silver fox. I don't think she wants to be called a silver fox. Keep the silver out of it. It's code for old. <laughs> when, you're communica- when you're communicating with this, let me, let me tell you, you gotta be careful because here's the deal. If, if you start having a disagreement through text, I'm gonna tell you somebody's reading into your tone. They are. If somebody, if somebody sends me, Casey's like, when are you gonna be home? What do you mean, when am I gonna be home? Be home when I wanna be home, woman, you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really 40, I am my gun, I'm 40, I'm a man. I'll be home when I feel like driving my truck home. <laughs> and she's asking, like, hey, I wanna have dinner ready for you. When are you gonna be home, babe? But I'm taking it like, She's trying to control me like I'm her kid or something. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Here's the deal. There's no Bible verses about your cell phone. There's just common sense. Can I I just be honest with that? Jesus did not say, thou shalt stay off your cell phone on the Sabbath. He didn't. But we act really dumb with this. And let me, I'm just going to go. I'm just getting to the Justin Graves Bible for a second, a philosophy of life for a second. Put this down. Put put it. Put it down. Cuz here's the deal. If 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 I'm sitting with Casey, the whole time I'm like Look at that like. Ooh. You know what I'm telling Casey? People on this is more important than the person right there. That's what I'm saying. Kids, teenagers, college students, put it down. There's gonna be a time your grandparents aren't gonna be around. Put it down and engage, be present to win. There's gonna be a time you're gonna want your parents. To be at a dinner table with your parents, put it down. That's my new iPhone 7. (laughs) Let me not just make this about kids and college students. Parents, they learn it from you. If you got your cell phone out at the dinner table, you can't get mad when they've got theirs out. It's true. Because you know what you're telling your kids? Everybody else not at this table is more important than you. Oh, I bet, That's not, no, no, listen to me. That's what you're saying. Don't be lazy. Don't, don't opt out. Don't zone out on your cell phone. You got to be present to win in your relationships. Engage with the people that are around you. If your wife is calling, if I'm at lunch with Tony McAllister, I'm like, Tony, hey, Casey's calling, bro. I'm gonna take this. Tony's cool with that because he knows, man, I'm a pretty good looking guy and Justin loves me, but his wife's a little bit more important. You gotta be present to win. You gotta gotta put this down. Second thing I would tell you is this, is that communication equals speaking and receiving. Communication equals speaking and receiving plus receiving. I'll tell you this, just because you said it didn't mean it was received. Just because you said it didn't mean it was received. The other day I was on the phone, um, I was at the airport, and the guy that I was talking to was, was driving, and all of a sudden we're talking, we're talking, and boom, it goes quiet. And I'm still talking, you know, and I'm like, hey, 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 you hear me? You still hear me? You still hear me? You still hear me? And we lost our connection So we couldn't communicate any longer. And can I tell you, your relationships work the exact opposite. Where there's not communication, you lose connection. Where where there's no longer the ability to communicate, there's no longer the willingness to connect. Because if you're not communicating, you're not connecting. If there's not clear and good communication, if you're just talking but they're not receiving, you're not communicating. Just because you talk a lot doesn't mean they're listening a lot. Communicating is not just about the ability to talk, man, it's the ability to stay connected. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13 says, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. The NLT says this, it is shameful and foolish. When you get into a discussion, because we don't have fights, we have discussions, right? Oh, we're just having a discussion here. If you don't let them finish, if you're not listening, there's no communication happening. Let me talk to the parents, right? We hear our kids, and we, 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 we have already jumped to the conclusion of what our kid did. We're just trying to let them tell their story so we can trap them. That's <laughs> what we do. Right, okay, let me hear your rendering of this story because I already know it. And they start talking and you jump on them and then they're like, and then I realized I was wrong and I repented of my sins and I asked Jesus into my heart. You know, and you're like, but, but we jump on them and the Bible says it's, it's shameful and foolish of us. Make sure you're listening and not just jumping, right? Casey and I are, are exact opposites. Total different spectrums of life the way we act, the way we behave, and it's fantastic. Because I would drive me crazy in a woman's form. There's not two of these needed on planet Earth. But you see? Here's what I would tell you, is that when we talk about money, when we talk about finances, we can say the exact, mean the exact same thing and say it completely different and it gets really frustrating for us and it has taken years we now have to sit down and write it separately and then hand it to the other person and then we read it and we write it separately and hand it to, and we get to a way where we understand it because just because you're talking doesn't mean I'm receiving it And you gotta figure out a way to communicate it to where the other person is receiving it. Let me tell you this, that what is not communicating is screaming. Screaming is not communication. Just because you can talk louder than me doesn't mean that you're right. Just because you decide that the one phrase that is in your argument is a really good point and you repeat it over and over and over, right? I said yellow mustard, not spicy mustard. Yellow, 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 yellow. (laughs) I don't know why yellow, but doesn't make it right. Screaming is not communication. Hey, hey, nagging is not communication. And I'm not just talking about the ladies. I had a woman first service says, hey, thank you. And she's sitting right next to her (laughs) ex-husband. It's like, woo. Nagging is not communication. Manipulating is not communication. Pouting is not communication. And shutting down. Eh, Talk about that just for a second. There's a time to be quiet, but you can't stay that way. There's a time not to speak because if you don't have any good thing good to say, don't say anything at all, but you can't live life there. And some of us, we don't say anything at all because we don't have the courage to say the right thing. And you got to have the courage to have the awkward talk. You got to have the courage to talk about the sensitive matters. And I will tell you this the more sensitive the topic, the more careful you better be about how you communicate. Right, you gotta pray about your tone, you gotta pray about your attitude, and you gotta pray about your timing. Man, make sure you're being very sensitive when you're talking about a sensitive topic because communication is always about speaking plus receiving. The third thing I will tell you about communication is this, is that consistent communication is the great connector. It keeps you connected. It's, a, it's the great connector. It's what keeps you best friends. It's what keeps you plugged into one another. It's what keeps you, man, in love with one another. It is the great connector, and you have to keep communicating so you can keep connected with one another. Most of us, we've we've heard of the Five Love Languages book, and it talks about you know the, the the language of serving, the language of you want a bunch of stuff and your spouse to buy it for you. Um, there's a, the language of time, of activity, and I forget the other one, which is probably not a good thing right now. Um, but here, here's here's why I will tell you: being married 18, going to 19 years. When Casey and I got married, the way that she received love and the way that she showed love has changed now. Right? We, we didn't have kids then. We just, we're just young and in love. Woo! Let me love you, girl. That's, that's what we were. And now she has gotten more mature. That's a nice way of saying that. Um, our life has, is completely different, and can I tell you, the way that she wants me to show her love has changed. The way that she shows me love and the way that I want to be shown love has changed, and the only way you and I are going to know that is if we stay a student of our spouse, Some of us, we're trying to show love to our spouse in a way that they're not receiving anymore because we haven't communicated about it. And we got to communicate, man, you know what? I don't feel loved anymore. This is what makes me feel loved. I got to tell you, you got to communicate that to your spouse because it's unfair for you to expect your spouse to know how you're going to be loved right? Uh, uh, Unspoken expectations are unrealistic expectations. Uncommunicated expectations are just unrealistic expectations. Because women, I got to tell you, we really are sometimes as dumb as we look. We're not going to get it. You're going to have to tell us. Some of us, we're buying you roses for Valentine's every year, and you're allergic to it, and we still haven't picked up on it jealous we're just trying not to get in trouble right guys you got to communicate your expectations we're talk about this more next week but i gotta tell you in the bedroom you got to communicate expectations because a healthy sex life doesn't just happen with your friendships you you got to communicate to your friend man i want to hang out with you well, what's that mean? Does that mean like once every three months? Because that's, that's me hanging. No, no, you got to communicate. You got to. Com- I cannot communicate with my oldest daughter, Charlie, the same way I did when she was six. She's changed. The way that she receives love and the way that she, sh- which I'm still trying to figure out the way that she shows love, um, but the way that she <laughs> <laughs> receives love, I'm like, God, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> the-, <laughs> the way that she receives love is different. I don't go and like, ooh, hi, Charlie, let's go get a little ice cream or something, I'll just talk cute to you like this and scratch your belly. No. Get away from me, weirdo. You know? That worked when we were six. Doesn't work anymore. And I gotta be a student of my parents. You gotta engage in your kid's world and not expect them to always fit into yours. Can I tell you students? Oh, let me talk to my college students real quick. I gotta go. College students... You want to get more money from your parents? (laughs) Know what makes them feel loved. I'm telling you the truth right now. You're like, oh, mom, you just look awesome. You don't look a day over 55. All my friends think you're just hot and want to date you if dad dies. You know, I'm just telling you. You say, hey, mom, I'm running a little low. I'm sending money to my boy. Sending it. Dad, everybody thinks you're buff. All the guys are still a little scared of you. Um, what do you need, sweetheart? I'm sending it your way. <laughs> sending it, just check, check or cash. Understand them, because I'm telling you, constant communication is a great connector. I end with this. It's found in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 through 22. It says, wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. I want to read that again. The right words. Not the reckless words. Not the emotional words. Not the obligated words. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. It's a promise. You're speaking good things. You're going to reap the consequences of those good, beneficial things that it talked about in Ephesians 4.29, that it's uplifting and it's beneficial to those who are listening. You're going to reap the consequences of speaking life into your relationships, life into your friendships, life in the workplace, life into your coworkers, life into your parents, life into your spouse. You're going to reap the consequence. But if you speak reckless words, I got to tell you, you're going to reap that consequence. There's going to be separation. There's going to be distance. There's going to be resentment. You reap what you speak. You reap what you speak. And for all the married couples, hear this point. It feeds right into its last verse. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure. And he receives favor from the Lord. we we'll talk to our couples for a second. Do you still feel this way about your wife? Do you feel like you still found something special? Something worth pursuing? It's what a treasure is. Something worth pursuing. Something worth risking it all, right? Something worth investing in. It says a man who finds, it doesn't say the woman who finds a husband for reason. We talked about that where pain's in the butt. She finds a pain in the butt. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. I got to tell you, the spouse sitting right next to you, men, it's the greatest treasure you'll ever have in your life. It's the greatest benefit you'll ever have in your life. Fight for it. Work for it. Communicate with her. Let her know. Man, stay romantic. You don't need money to be romantic. Stay romantic. Go after her, chase her down. Let her know that she is your treasure. She is your greatest accomplishment in life because can I tell you, men, we lead the way in the relationship. Be the leader that God has called you to be communicate and communicate and communicate. Oh, you may be busy. Communicate. Stay communicating so you can stay connected so that you feel like this when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 60, when you're 70, when you're 80, that you just stay connected and that you feel like, man, you want to know what my greatest treasure at the end of my life was? Was finding Casey. Was fulfilling God's purpose for my life and being the husband that he called me to be. You found a treasure now treat her and pursue it like it. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. God, I ask your blessing on every single one of us in the area of communicating, of talking, of speaking, of listening. God, I pray for those that are here that, God, they've been going through a rough patch. Lord, I ask for every one of those that have shut down. Lord, they don't want to listen anymore. They tune out. God, I pray let them realize it's worth engaging in. Gotta pray for every relationship, not just marriages. But Lord, there would be a challenge to us to communicate consistently and healthy. Lord, to put the work in and to stay connected. Lord, I pray, bless these relationships and let us not hope it works out, but let us put the work in to make it work out. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you say, Justin, you know what? I'm not where I need to be. Your marriage, your relationships with your kids, with your parent, with coworkers, everything is going to be dysfunctional until you get your relationship right with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you say, Justin, that's me. I'm not where I should be. I need to ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Maybe you never have, or maybe you need to recommit your life. I'm gonna count to three. And all I want you to do is raise your hand and put it right back down if that's you. one. Two, three, is there anyone here? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, 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 there's one hand, there's two. Is there anyone else you join these two hands before we go any further? You say, Justin, that's me. Before we go any further, if you raise your hand, would you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart? Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, and I ask for your forgiveness. I turned from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these two individuals that raised their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah, what an awesome moment. Hey, if you raise your hand, do us this favor. Go to our Connect Center. Maybe, maybe you're new here to church. You want more information about it. Go to our Connect Center. We've got some awesome people there. It's the bright green room. When you walk into the lobby, hang a left, you'll see it. We've got some wonderful people there that would love to answer any questions. Pray for you if you need prayer. Um, and man, just be able to welcome you to foundation church because we are glad you took time out of your weekend to be here also you can text the word response to the number 24587 i'm going to ask everybody to stand with me across this building and i want to give you three charges to do this week Three charges. Whether you're single here, maybe you're a college student, a teenager, and you're having problems communicating with your parents. Maybe you're married and you're having problems communicating. Maybe you're a parent and you're having problems communicating with your child. What I want you to do is this. The first thing is this. I want us to identify three areas that we're having problems communicating in. What are the topics? What are we not communicating about? Because what we don't identify will never resolve. So identify, write down three things that aren't getting communicated well. The second thing is this, write down three ways to communicate them better. It may be like me and Casey talking about money. Maybe it's writing a note or sending a text. Careful. Maybe it's scheduling a date to go talk about things or just sitting down, but write three ways down to communicate them better. And the last one is this, is write down three ways to do them more consistently because consistent communication is the great connector. Foundation Church, I love you. We're going to worship the Lord for two seconds and then Shannon's going to dismiss us. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next Sunday. My heart's adore. Come on, let's sing. Jesus, we love you. Oh in Jesus, we love you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv. visit our website at foundationschurch.tv